From the creators of Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, March 6, 2015, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And as Eddie just said when he walked in the studio, it's time to make the magic happen. <laughs> this is how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> this week's show is brought to you by Squarespace, uh, the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter offer code RELEVANT at checkout and you'll get 10% off your order. Uh, Squarespace, we all love it. Oscars.biz was designed in Squarespace. Mm. And people were saying on (laughs) uh, the scuttlebutt online, and and I know Oscars is supposed to be ugly, this is way too pretty. Well, I was fully expecting when I clicked and I voted uh, for the, you know, for the categories that like when I would click on a radio button, like a pop-up ad would come up yeah. or it would, yeah. you know, take me to some other weird site. Yeah. No, it just worked as it should. Yeah. And it, it unfortunately wouldn't let me make it horribly ugly like I have in years past. So, yeah. so yay for Squarespace. Yeah. yeah. We're, <laughs> but but we're going to have to find another. It, it works almost <laughs> Too good. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's simple. A web solution that works almost too good. The, their <laughs> templates are simple, beautiful, yeah. uh, powerful, uh, responsive design. Uh, they have the commerce built in. They have now cover pages, a feature that allows you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in minutes. You can start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. And again, when you decide to sign up, use offer code RELEVANT get 10% off your purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support. Remember, Squarespace, build it beautiful. Another yeah. new one. That's yeah. a that's a really good one. Build Squares- it beautiful. I, I like it. I like almost too good though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By this time next week. I mean, if they want to use that, I'd be happy to sell them that slogan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm Cameron here with me in our brand new Orlando studio, Eddie Big Cat Coffle. Cameron, nice to see you, buddy. Over there on the ones and twos, threes and fours, our illustrious producer Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And and uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, our managing editor Tyler Huckabee. What's up, nerds? Oh! Uh, hey. As y'all know, Joy is out on sabbatical, and Shauna this week isn't with us because she's actually in Israel right yeah. now. Oh, very Wow. Yeah. I'm seeing some of her Instagram photos, and it brings me back. She, uh, wow. She, yeah, Chad and I you were know? there, what, two years ago? Yeah, and yeah. and uh, we went a, I went a couple of times, and we ended up doing that cover story last mm-hmm. spring um, based on those trips. And she's going and kind of having that kind of a trip. It's oh, great. She's spending in time in Israel and in the Palestinian territory, uh, meeting with ch- church leaders, uh, d- Jewish leaders, governmental leaders, and, mm. and, and, and women in leadership over there as well. And wow. she's having a really cool kind of eight- or ten-day experience. I'll be she Instagrammed some falafel last night. Oh, so it, looked, it looked fantastic. I'm falafel. telling you. The best falafel I've ever some had of the in my be- life. I f- there was this one spot in a back alley in oh, Bethlehem man. that oh, had yeah. the best street falafel. Oh, yeah. can, can, you get, can you guys remind me what falafel is again? I always get it confused with funnel cake for some reason. 100%. <laughs> it's not funnel cake, is It's it? basically like it's a... very uh, different. It's like a crunchy... I don't, well, like what is it made it's, out of? It's like a uh, soybean. Like soybean uh, made of falafel plants. Falafel plants, uh, yeah. and, it's, <laughs> and it's mashed together and then deep fried. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's kind of like... It's like fried hummus. It's like a healthy hush puppy. 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's healthy hush well puppies. Done. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. But then they dress it up nicely. And they put it like in a pita and you mm. can the little, yeah, with a little tzatziki it's like, sauce. Girl, it's like don't a, even get me started. It's like oh, a hush puppy mm. sub with sauce on it. None of us have had lunch, have we? No. Because we're, this all, is a we're awful, all terrible <laughs> idea. We're all, well, we're all kind of hungry. Well, I was to say, let me ask this. How is the back alley uh, street funnel cakes of Israel? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> this is the Incredible. same area where rep. Yeah. I got my falafel, went down the block, and ended up getting a nice cup of coffee at the Stars and Bucks. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. Stars and Bucks that was there in mm-hmm. awesome. Palestine. Hey, uh, uh, Tyler, a quick question for Tyler. Did Now, did you, like Cameron, the jacket you wore a few weeks ago, did you then ship it to Tyler? So that he could wear it on this week's show, yeah, or how so. do you guys do with sharing the is jacket? A, is it time to address the jacket? Is it jacket, time to, uh, jacket, gate, this is kind of like the dress of our the yeah, jacket like our generation. Because you both you both are rocking a similar haircut, and both have a Fonzie jacket now. Apparently, no, well, a few people I've noticed have brought up that Cameron and I have a similar haircut. Yeah, um, and I don't know who I don't know who had this haircut first, Cameron. <laughs> I don't know if it was me or you. It was Natalie Means. Just or if it was be, kind of the same time. Just but but the jacket, I definitely had this jacket first. I'd like to ask you a question about leather jackets. <laughs> May I do that yes, real please. quick? Who, who, who are you referring to? I would all of you. You're all my friends, and I need and I want I want some honest feedback here. Okay, okay, but I don't don't like, pull punches. All right, here we go. I have always wanted a leather jacket because right. they just seem like okay. That's the last jacket you own, right? It's just awesome. It gets better with age. I don't think that I would look very cool in that jacket. It does. It depends on the jacket and where yeah. you get it. Yeah, you don't want to get like a, a navy blue one from Wilson's. <laughs> well, let, let, let me help you yeah, out. Yeah, don't here. go to Wh- Wilson's Leather Goods. <laughs> okay, don't yeah. get it there. You don't, do you not. don't want like a belted one or anything but like let's, that. No, 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 let, let, me, let me help you out, Eddie. I, you know, I might, I might not be the one wearing one here, but just trust me. For you... Duster. <laughs> what it's is that? More length. It's got a belt. You roll up the sleeves. You look like the Highlander coming to places. People are people are going to be on notice when you come walking through the door. But like, if I went to All Saints and said, "Take me to your big and tall section. And let me see what you got," and then I know, take me to the duster section. <laughs> right. All, All Saints has you know thirty different styles of well cut, well made mm-hmm. leather jackets. And you, you go in, you say, "I, I basic what I'm looking for is basically a leather trench coat. The look I'm going for is Orpheus." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I would really I think you could do, Eddie, I think you could do it. I think I think we could make this happen for you if you really wanted it to. Um, and I'd be happy to be sort of, sort of your leather jacket ambassador. Yeah. I've sort of set a lot of trends with my yeah. leather jacket. Clearly a lot of people A lot yeah. of people are copying you. I'm just afraid it's going to go a little too Tony Soprano. And you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. People love Tony. Yeah. yeah. He's an American icon. He is, but not one that I necessarily want to be associated with. <laughs> More like one that I'd like to just watch. Um, hey, I feel like you've discount. I feel like I'm talking, but you're just not. You're, <laughs> I feel like I'm giving you a really good tips here. Or go like the white duster You're just not like, like those twins from the matrix okay. war that was cool or michael k williams on, on in, in our cover story michael last k. issue yeah. He had, he, i don't think it was leather but it was a brown duster and it yeah. was pretty amazing if yeah. charity yeah, water could give me all of jesse's money to do to buy that one jacket yeah. that would be amazing That's true yeah. <laughs> be awesome. build one well or buy eddie a really sweet looking duster i'm telling you when he does a spin Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> the magic is there. And Chad is wearing a members-only jacket just That's right. while we're on Jacket Talk. Taking it old school. Yeah. And if you were to top it off with a little fedora with mm. a little like little feather coming out of it on the side, I think we have a whole new whole new Eddie. It's yeah. a whole new podcast. Yeah, but you have to just have a sawed-off shotgun in your hand. Yeah. As you I, mean, this was, I wanted real feedback, and now I'm just dressed like a doofus. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, Eddie, a ponytail and glasses without arms on them. <laughs> <laughs> and just rest on the ridge of your nose. Cool. That's People... What I- 
When you walk into a room, people are going to take you seriously. I'll tell you that. People aren't going to mess with you. Yeah, I don't think they will. That's what I'm. People mess with me too much, and that's what I want. Is I guarantee you. I guarantee you. No one's going to say anything because either it's either because you look really cool or like a legitimate psychopath. It's going to be like a guy who actually thinks he is the Highlander. We'll table this. Le- we'll table this leather jacket conversation. I would like Sean and Joy's feedback. You know what I'll do? I'm, I am proficient at Photoshop, mm-hmm. and so what I'll do is I'll, I'll come up with a, a variety of options, stick your head on it, and you see what you think. I'd rather you not do that. Oh, okay. All right. Um, well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to N.T. Wright. He's back Ooh. on the show. And you didn't get the chance to interview him. No, it's okay. We talk every day. Oh, yeah. You, He's and, my best you friend. and Tom. Oh. Uh, and also coming up later, we talk to Lucius, a, uh, an awesome new band that uh, we're excited about introducing you guys to. So, but before that, uh, you know, we're thinking it's March now. It's officially, we're in March. Happy March. Uh, next week, we get into the throes of March Madness. So we might have something. Uh, I'm so uh, after that, I'm not here. Where are you? Uh, I'll be in Iraq and Lebanon that week. Oh, figures. Yeah. Oh, wow. Why? Just ISIS going to see the the refugee situation and who are you, go- who are you going with? Uh, a couple of different people. I'm kind of going on my own and meeting up with um, like yeah, like a guide or something. Feels like I want you to well, be safe. Well, and I in each each country I'll be with somebody, but like I'm kind of going in between the countries by myself and. Just, wow. just wandering around the Middle East. Isn't it time for white American Christians to just wander around the Middle East? That's true. Right. Why not? You know, it's a good time I think of year. If ever there was a time, it's right now. Yeah. Have yeah. you have you picked your uh, like who's going to host for you that week while you're gone? <laughs> have I picked it? I, I that's Chad's call, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to be wanted... someone in the sweetest duster he can find. <laughs> <laughs> Black leather duster, ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those, those glasses that flip up like this, like Dwayne Wayne from different Dwayne world. Wayne, good reference. <laughs> but, you know, before we get rolling, some things, we have feedback at the end of the show every week. And this mm-hmm. week's feedback about the Canadian hole is one that we need to give attention and time to. Yeah. But, you know, something else uh, we notice on social media, on the, uh, you know, on Twitter, at Roland Podcast, is it seems like, aside from just the question of the week, people are always asking us for advice. They're always asking us life tips and questions. And, you know, it's really tough to answer them in 140 characters, you know. Yeah. So what what we thought we would do before the show got rolling is actually maybe um, bring one of the listeners on oh. and ask their question to us here on the show. And we could answer it. I like this idea. You like this idea? Okay. A lot. Well, it's time for... The listeners ask the crew anything they want. Wow. That was a very nice one. That's going to go in the Hall <laughs> that of Fame. Was Daft Punk status. <laughs> <laughs> that was dope. It's time for the listeners ask the crew anything they want. Uh, on Twitter, we saw a question from Elisa Medina. And so, welcome to the show, Elisa. Hi. Hi, Elisa. Uh, where are you from? I'm from Virginia. I'm in Lynchburg right now, but I'm originally from Leesburg, Virginia. Leesburg. Jesse, do you know where that is? I know where I know where Lynchburg is. <laughs> I know you do. The home. Are you at Liberty University are by you any at Liberty? chance? Yep, sure am. All right, college student. What are All you right. studying? I'm studying psychology, oh. um, counseling, and human development. Oh, interesting. Oh. You want to be a counselor? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie was a counselor. I was a counselor. He got out of the game though. Too much. <laughs> too many feelings. I realized I was emotionally dead and not really the person to. <laughs> To kind of go there with people. Hey, I have a question for you before you ask us questions. We've been talking a lot on the show about uh, if I could pull off a leather jacket. Do you think I would look cool in a leather jacket? And let's just be honest here. Yeah, don't lie. Don't lie. Well, in all honesty, I'm going to have to say no. Wow. (laughs) No hesitation. uh, You know what? That's that's honest feedback. That's a question. But, you know, if, if maybe, like, if it was Halloween... 
Totally. I <laughs> see. Like if I was trying to like scare kids at the door. Yeah. You're going to pretend to be a cool totally person. Would. No. Yeah. So, uh, so you just dressed up as a cool person. Even for Halloween. His costume is cool person. Even if it was like, I went to New York and shopped where like Fonzie shopped and got like a real cool. You don't think I'm just not the guy that handles a leather jacket, huh? I mean, in New York, like I've been there a few times. I'm pretty sure like anything goes. So they'll probably just be like, oh, maybe so, he was a hobo and he so, found that on the street so, and he needs to wear something. So if, so I you could, could wear could a get le- away with a leather jacket in New York City. Right. If I could get away with a leather jacket in some sort of scenario where anything goes and it's just like a masquerade ball. And just yeah, and like no one's really paying attention at all. Good. Either Halloween or New York City. Are you, know, the two. Yeah. you know, that's that's hard words, but I appreciate it. And I appreciate uh, I appreciate you. She just said. You a lot of money. She did say, yeah, yeah, thirty-three thousand dollars. <laughs> like, here's my question: You're in Florida, so yeah. why would you want a leather jacket? Well, that so, is a great question. I'm curious about that too. Both Eddie and Cameron came to this. <laughs> well, one. sometimes I, it's like sixty or seventy degrees, and that's pretty chilly. Yeah. And then also, you suffer for fashion. You understand this? Like, we just why, oh yeah, you get it. Well, well, I mean, I've had two leather jackets in my past. What happened to them? Yeah, <laughs> they got too small. They like shrunk. Oh, I see. Don't wash I them. Always, I always notice they like lock in like all the heat. Oh, that so they become like really hot, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I don't need that. I'll sweat for five hours after I play racquetball. You don't want that core temperature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, that's how you break it in. That's how you break in a good leather jacket. Is a couple rounds of racquetball. This is like a baseball glove. You just <laughs> kind of hold on tight. All the leather jacket blogs agree. <laughs> the way to break it in: a few, racquetball. A, a few quick days of racquetball. It's yours for life. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for your feedback. Uh, it was hard to hear and it was hurtful, but I really appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad you are here because yeah. these guys said I'd look cool and they all lied. Well, you need a woman's opinion, you know. My dear, right. Sean's yeah. not here. No, so. that's right. Exactly. Yeah. You're, okay. Well, speaking of good. opinions, you yes. you we saw a question. You have a question for us. Uh, we're all ears. Yeah. Okay. Well, me and my friends are going to Florida for spring break. Holla! Yeah. We're actually going to St. Augustine, but I have no idea like what we're going to be doing at all for spring break. So mm-hmm. I was wondering what kind of tips you guys would have. Spring break tips. Wow. Spring break we tips. are wow. veterans of spring break. Whew. Jesse, uh, of the crew, you really are the expert in spring break tips. <laughs> do you have any for Elisa? Yes. I do. I have four quick tips. And all of my, here's my thing. I'm about making memories. Yeah. I'm about, <laughs> when you look back on this spring break, it's not just going to be a trip to St. Augustine. No. Like, mm-hmm. get that out of your head It's right about now. the journey. No, this really. is about an adventure yeah. in maybe even life or death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> like, you want to look back and, like, this could be the plot of, of a movie one day. So I've come up with a couple of tips. And, guys, you guys can chime in and let me know how good of an idea you think these are. Sure. But the idea is that you guys would have an awesome very memorable spring right. break, right. 2015. So, so tip number one, and and you know, I, I a lot of the stuff I've read, like on the AAA website or, or, or basic safety tips, you're going to need to disregard for these tips because I've done most of these and nothing bad has ever happened to me. <laughs> the first tip is to pitch up, pick up as many hitchhikers as possible. Oh no, these guys have awesome stories. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just you because it's safety in numbers. Yeah, you're gonna be fine. And you don't want to go books on tape when you can have the real deal sitting right next to you. You know, so somebody talking to you, somebody giving you stories. Mm. You, know, you don't need to listen to right. literature. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and what I found is when you see a person, the more random sundry items strapped to their back, right. the better stories they have. That's yeah. true. Like if one might be wearing a duster, mm-hmm. you know you want to pick up yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah. Why? There's a guy with a duster and a ponytail and, and glasses that sit on the bridge of his nose with. 
with no arms pick that guy up. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be unforgettable experience. Yeah. Pick up. Hey, Jesse, what if they're on a stretch of highway where there aren't any hitchhikers? Uh, I would put out a Craigslist ad and let them know you're coming through town. <laughs> hey, me and a bunch of my friends will be here at this place if you want to catch a ride and catch a ride to St. Augustine well, with us. If you're going south, no problem. All right. You so, know, one of my friends actually has on his bucket list to pick pick up a hitchhiker. That's something he legitimately you know wants to do. A bucket list is the thing you do right before you die. So that's an appropriate <laughs> yeah. bucket list item. It's just convenient. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't. I would not want to do that. I think he's thinking too small. I think you want more than one hitchhiker. One hitchhiker. <laughs> is not going to change the game. Right. Yeah. I think you have yeah. three cars. You're going to re- need to I mean, bring a fourth plus, car just for the hitchhikers. That's a gamble. Like, what if you get it done? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that's true. true. That's true. Exactly right. Safety in numbers. <laughs> you can't really I just... Right. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, dude, I thought you'd have some way cooler stories. I'm going to go ahead and drop you off on the next exit. You haven't murdered anyone? Next. <laughs> all right, what's your next tip? Okay, so next tip is, and this is one that I've learned from you know my past going on different trips, learn some human videos. <laughs> oh. What is, can you explain to oh, people wow. that, what that is? I don't know. Uh, Elisa, have you ever performed or are you familiar with human videos? Yeah, I think we all have been there. Yeah, it's, so, it's a youth group, uh, rite of passage. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, you didn't grow up in the church circles Jesse did. So, yeah, Jesse, go ahead and explain for Eddie. What a human so, video is. Basically, uh, a human video is is a and, and Eddie, you're probably into you. You'll be really into this because you're into the theaters, uh, the theater arts. <laughs> it's where you take a lesson about morality or or or, or evangelism, mm. and you, you compose a really intricate mime presentation set to a Michael W. Smith song. <laughs> yeah. hey, you go to you go to like a boardwalk or somewhere where people are doing very unspiritual things and you perform it through them perform for them without asking. Yeah. I think that might be a really powerful evangelism tool. And I think that's a good idea. Yeah, so Michael W. Smith songs. Why limit yeah, it to about, just that? What about Carmen? Carmen, Carmen songs Carmen are the, the, the king of the human the, video. The champion is like... Why he put it together. I mean, there's a whole thing right. you can act out, the spiritual battle between God and the devil. Absolutely. And then yeah, there's some of them the have resurrection. legitimate fight scenes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Elisa, have you performed a human video before? Yeah, and you know, strangely enough, I remember like the opening part, we did a Reliant K song. Oh, yes. oh that's edgy. interesting. Kind of updating yeah, it for the kids. It I was, get it. It was, I think it was Sadie Hawkins' dance, strangely enough. I don't even remember like what the connection was at all, biblically. But I do remember it changed into another song, but I don't even remember what that was about you either. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the key is wherever people are, like on the boardwalk and St. Augustine, having a great time, relaxing, enjoying spring break. What you want to do is bring a really loud boombox, yeah, and just go right in the middle of the boardwalk. <laughs> and, Definitely, you and, just want to like force it on them and evangelize with the dance and mime. That's yeah. what you want to do. And I'm thinking the more pantomime, like. You know, <laughs> drug warnings that are in there, the better. Yeah. I saw one that had to do with vanity where they hold up the mirror and they're like, oh. they pass it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, you need to hit all the big issues yeah. in mm. one human video. Yeah. And yeah. I'm thinking it's going to need to be like, you have three carloads of people, and, and probably, I'm guessing at this point, you'll have acquired about six hitchhikers. So you have a pretty good cast to work with. Yeah. If everything goes as planned, there will definitely be hitchhikers as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's absolutely. good. Jesse, what's your third tip for a memorable spring break for these Liber- Liberty students? Turn it into a real life treasure hunt. Now, oh, <laughs> that wouldn't be hard in St. Oh. Augie. 
Now, do you have any grandparents' house who have like an old house from the Civil War nearby? Because that's gonna—that's probably where a map's gonna be under the floorboards or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't, but we can definitely find an abandoned house at the least. You know. There you go. I would call up the hitchhikers and, and make right. and let them meet you at the abandoned house. <laughs> Tell them it involves a treasure hunt. <laughs> or in like, uh, like let's say there's an old creepy bookstore with like. You know, uh, a, a room full of old weird books. There's probably a treasure map in one of them, or an old hospital, like an old hospital, right? <laughs> like, like abandoned, abandoned hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or an abandoned insane asylum. An abandoned insane asylum. Bingo. You were gonna yeah. head right there. You're gonna look underneath the, you know, the area where all the killing right. killing happened. <laughs> that's where you'll find the treasure. Map. <laughs> I couldn't come up with an alternative, but that's where I was going. So <laughs> that, you just said like therapy or something. Yeah, ther- <laughs> anything would have worked better than what I said. You literally did like a wink and a nudge. Like, a little- you know what happens. You know. <laughs> I have one more, and this one's probably, let's say, you know, none of those, like you're feeling like not great about them. Okay. Like, maybe they're not the safest. So thing. it's an alternate. This is an alternate plan. Uh, this is uh, uh, one that is, you know, a lot more conventional. You do not have to worry about anything going wrong. It's. Are you familiar with the show Survivor Man? <laughs> no, but I've heard about it from you guys. Yeah, it's mostly what we talk about. All you need to do is drive to a very remote lo- location. Right. Tell no one where you are except for have a drop point seven days later. <laughs> That's essential. Okay. <laughs> the only supplies you're allowed to bring if you want to keep this fun. It is is a is a dull Swiss Army knife. Okay. Oh gosh. I found on wilderness adventures where you don't have a where you're out of cell phone range yeah. and you have limited supplies. It's just best to go solo because if something bad happens, it's just you. It's yeah, just, I yeah. would say rural South Georgia would be a great great wow. spot for this. That might be yeah, really probably, really nice. Probably just anywhere in West Virginia. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, but then you might run into the mountain people. You know, you you, you gotta you gotta get that's away. A whole another adventure. Yeah, yeah that's a memory. <laughs> That's true. It's a memory. memory. Yeah, we're memory makers, if nothing. Okay, well. Perhaps a very short one, but (laughs) for as long as you have it, which may not be that long, you'll cherish that memory. Yeah, I hope these tips were really helpful for you and your friends. I feel like they were. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Good stuff. (laughs) All right. Well, that'll do it for. The listeners ask the crew anything. All right. Well, it's time for entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, March 10th which is five days before my birthday. Uh, Joe Pug is coming out with Windfall. I'm excited about your birthday. <laughs> oh, that's right. We're, yeah. Yeah, we're go- yeah, we're going to the we're Cats We're going game. to see the basketball uh, men together. The basketball men. <laughs> I really men. like Joe Pug. I've always liked Joe Pug's music. I'm excited to hear that one. Yeah, me too. Uh, we're talking about Cameron's birthday here, so yeah, just can we just put a uh, that. No, we're talking, I believe it's entertainment. We're going to a Cavs game, dude. LeBron. Maybe you heard of him. Yeah, he's a basketball player. Will Butler it's... is coming out with Policy. Uh, uh, Will Butler. Kevin Max is coming out with Broken Temples. You already knew that, though, right, Eddie? Of course I did. He's been working on it forever. Uh, I believe it's a concept album about those sunglasses that don't have any arms. And <laughs> Nice. <laughs> kind of a deep cut. That was a nice Broken joke. Temples. And yeah. we're actually, I don't know if you know this, but the week that uh, you're not on the show, we're going to have him on to talk about it with <laughs> me. Special <laughs> guest host, Kevin, Kevin Max. Because it's me hosting and one person on the show, and it's Kevin Max, and all you dummies can go away. I'm Kevin, talking- listen, we're going to need you to wear that sweet leather duster you have. But we love that. <laughs> he really does have one. He does have a leather duster. He does have a leather duster. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, totally. But he can pull it off. Yeah, he can. And so can I. <laughs>
<laughs> Not according to Elisa. Yeah, I think she was wise. She might have been on something. Movie releases coming out Friday, March 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. Ooh. There's Sit. like three Friday the 13th this year, I think. Really? Yeah, it's super weird, right? Wow. <laughs> or complete coincidence that has just uh, no bearing on... Just the calendar and the yeah. way it works out. Uh, Cinderella's coming out. Ooh, uh, Kate Blanchett. Oh, Spooky. Midnight showing for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> the Cobbler, Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi. Okay. Uh, yeah. The Cobbler. Is it like about I, shoes or about like an apple kind of I was, thing? I would say I hope it's about a dessert pastry. Yeah. I hope it is too. <laughs> and last but not least, Cymbeline, uh, Ethan Hawke, Ed Harris, Dakota Johnson. It's coming out. There's your Friday the 13th lineup. Ooh. All right. Well, that'll do it for entertainment releases. Mm. And the listeners ask the crew anything they want. And Eddie's jacket. We really got something done here, didn't Jacket we? Gate 2015. <laughs> jacket <laughs> gate. Yep. Not going to get a leather jacket. Got uh, stay tuned. Up next. Slices. Portions of this week's podcast are brought to you by World Vision. Our friends at World Vision have been serving the church for over 60 years as it serves the world's most vulnerable. Together, they work to bring a full solution to the root causes of poverty, addressing some of the greatest needs of our day, including the crisis in the Middle East and the Ebola outbreak in West Africa. World Vision believes God is calling us to the world's hardest places in this time of unprecedented need. Invite your church to join with World Vision in the margins and bring hope and transformation to those suffering around the world. To find out how you can get involved, visit worldvision.org slash church. You're listening to Toro y Moi. The song is Buffalo from his upcoming album. I am excited about that one. Toro and Me, right? Wouldn't that be what that means? Uh, bull and Me? Oh, yeah, Bull and Me. Maybe. That's what it translates to. Yeah. I think that's true. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Purity Ring with Flood on the Floor from the new album. Uh, okay, it's time for Slices. I know this is this is a t- this is an interesting week for slices. I'm curious to it see what really you guys is. have because there's there's not that many obvious ones. There's a lot of little news. <laughs> kind of strange. There's a lot of heavy news. Mm, yeah. uh, I'm curious to see what slices you guys are able to find. What do you have, Jesse? I actually have have a twofer, uh, but they're related about one of my favorite topics, which is great great food. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so so the first one comes from the World Mobile Congress, which uh, uh, met in Barcelona, Italy. Uh, this past week, and it's a it's a mobile uh, innovation summit where people come with their best inventions. And one of the one of the coolest things, the most buzzed about things coming out of the of the World uh, Mobile Congress, uh, you know, this is a very official, very important thing where we talk about the the, the future of human technological innovation <laughs> is the click in pizza. Oh, finally! Okay, I don't understand what that is. You have my attention. Intrigued. Yeah, I know. So it's a it is a a magnet button that you put on your refrigerator. Yes. You pre-program it with whatever your favorite pizza is, and then they've worked out a deal with Pizza Hut. And all you have to do, and it connects to your Wi-Fi. All you have to do is walk by your refrigerator, press the button, and it automatically orders the pizza from Pizza Hut. Okay, question. Charges your card. Question: What if you have children and they know what the button does? 
But I think you just put it up you high on the freezer. Yeah. High on the freezer. Oh, yeah, because kids can't bring a stool over to the thing when you aren't looking. <laughs> and all of a sudden, pizza's showing up. You have to pay for it. I'd wear it on my shirt like the uh, like the Star Trek transponder thing. It's just like, <laughs> you're just feeling weak. Just hit your pocket sleeve and lay on the ground and wait for the man like to give the, you pizza. Kind of like the meta alert, like uh, falling like can't get up <laughs> yeah, thing. You exactly have that, you have the pizza button. Yeah. See, I, I picture it more like the necklace that the one guy who has like the nuke key wears. Oh, yeah. You know, he just yeah. wears it around at all times. Yeah. The uh. the amount of time we are spending technologically to make a pizza like pizza button the, the easiest thing in the world is phenomenal because you know I mean I learned you guys taught me a couple months ago that you can you can order online I didn't even know that <laughs> and I was just like well, isn't that so silly you know because it was like but now it's like oh I don't even want to sit on my phone and order online I just want to just mash a button mash with a my button. big fat hand <laughs> when I'm going to get my soda <laughs> I re- remember those those uh, that era of the Simpsons where Homer wore a muumu yeah he got so fat yeah. that he mashes big buttons. That's, yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's that's the target demographic. <laughs> I, think it's for, I mean, it's, there's nothing more inconvenient than when you want a pizza than actually having to place the order for one. Yeah, you know, you're like logging onto the website where it remembers your login and remembers your favorite thing, and you can have your credit card stored. Those three clicks is really too inconvenient. Yeah, What's but you mean? open the laptop, you're like, ah, ah, ah. Why can't I just have a button for I'm this? So sleepy. And then Joy shared. Remember when we were talking about the online that she called the uh she likes to call the place but so that she can strike up a friendship and then use that friendship to get extra cheese to get extra stuff how yeah. can you get extra cheese when you're just mashing on a button that's true when you manipulate when you're when you can't manipulate someone's frail loneliness right. how are you supposed to get freebies right, right. <laughs> i think it's funny too no, wait you're saying i have to pay the extra 75 cents for the cheese yeah, yeah right i'd rather manipulate someone's emotions no, no thanks, thanks. <laughs> yeah i'd really rather ask about your failed relationship and have a 10 minute conversation about it show me a button that can trick you into thinking we're friends and then I'll be into this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the, the other thing with the button too is what if you hit it and you're like I think I I think I heard a beep. I'm not sure. Now it, it definitely didn't beep. <laughs> hit I'll twice. just hit it again, and you're like, okay, that one definitely didn't beep. And then you hit it, and then it's just like a guy shows up, and then 30 seconds later, like a guy shows up, and a guy shows up. That's the problem with the button. I'm sure they have some sort of confirmation light, but I guess that scenario is possible. That's all <laughs> panic and start mashing yeah. it without being able to control. But how do you childproof it? Honestly, it probably is a light. That's a pretty good point. I mean, that your five year old is gonna figure out a way to press that button. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe if you have children in the house, you know, you you, you hide it somewhere, or, or or maybe the button's not the best choice. Although maybe if the you know maybe if you just want the kid to be able to order pizza whenever he wants. That's you know? true. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cohen. So, Cohen needs that freedom at this point. Right. He really want needs to have pizza on demand. Just yeah. three a.m. All of a sudden, Cohen's just sitting downstairs watching a Star Wars and eating some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the other the other news uh, uh, semi related is a very exciting innovation. From one of my favorite all-time restaurants, Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, this is big. Taco Bell's been a master of food innovation for a long time now, uh, but generally their their new products have something to do with the with the illusion that this is Mexican food, right? Like the Mexican pizza or their gordita, or you know, this is maybe not food they actually serve in Mexico, but at least they're using key ingredients from traditional Mexican dishes, right? The key they, ingredients being meat, cheese. Tor- you know, tortilla. Some, some manner kind of, the of lettuce. Blocks of any yeah, dish. any Mexican dish, same five ingredients. Hey, do you remember uh, the Bell Burger back in the day? Taco Bell had a burger. It was, <laughs> and it was just a really junky white hamburger bun with like meat, 
a little bit of cheese and lettuce on it, and then it was all made into that thing was amazing. <laughs> the Bell Burger back back in the eighties, it exists. Well, you might be excited about this because it's with their newest product. They've decided just to forgo the whole Mexican thing, even though it's Taco Bell. Yeah, and and, and it's like they literally sat into a boardroom and was like, "What are the best things you can think of?" And they came up with berry Captain Crunch flavored cereal. Bingo. Okay. Frosting. Nailed okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Donut holes. Yep, yep. Sure. And yeah. deep frying something. Finish. <laughs> That's it. That, they were right. So the new meal from Taco Bell is deep fried Captain Crunch balls filled with frosting, and it's the berry kind of Captain Crunch, not the gross regular kind, <laughs> berry kind that doesn't come to the roof of your mouth. That, perfect. <laughs> Thank God for Taco Bell. I say that every day, but I've never meant it more than I do right now. It's literally like they're not even trying, like nutritional value, no. <laughs> any, any sort of like brand consistency, none of that matters anymore. Fast food is at a place where if you want to be successful, step up your game, folks. Just get all the nasty awesomeness and put it into one product and see who can come up with the coolest thing. Well, okay, KFC well, tried to do that with their little bowls where it was like, you know, the chicken yeah. and then the gravy and the mashed potatoes and the coleslaw all in one thing and right. it's one big bite. But here's the difference with this one. I feel like frosting, donut holes, Captain Crunch, the berry flavored thing, none of these are actual, are is are actually food, Right. Like these are things that are edible, maybe like technically you can eat them without doing harm to yourself. Yeah, but you wouldn't say that that's that's like food. In no, any understanding of the no. by any definition of the word. No, no, hey, no. Hey, for 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 the non nutritional snobs out there that are worried about <laughs> how edible something is or if it's meant to be ingested into a human body, this is not for you. This like is not for you. Yeah, that crowd doesn't eat a Taco Bell. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. But at least like with a taco, you have meat, which I would imagine at some point was probably on an animal, kind of. You have a meat-like substance. I, I think that Taco Bell, though, when they released that Dorito taco, I think probably when they released it, they're like, oh, no one will eat this. It'll just be a news story. And then when the country devoured it, they're like, oh, they're going to eat anything. Yeah. So now we got to just, just mash together everything. They're it's gonna like just- they just walked down the aisle of 7-Eleven went, this, 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 put this in the deep fryer. And give it to Big Fat America. They'll eat it all. <laughs> it's literally like what nine-year-olds would do if their mom left them alone in the kitchen for a little bit. Like, <laughs> they would just put they, it all in a blender. They, and would, see what they would come up with a way to order a pizza with just hitting a button. Yeah, yeah. and they would and they would blend all of these ingredients for for breakfast. Yeah, and put it in a deep fryer. You're right. What a great right. job. I'm in. I'm in. We'll try them. But by the way, I, I to, to defend the type of food that I eat from pe- from people like Tyler who are worried about diabetes and yeah. heart disease. Yeah, death. Did you hear what Warren Buffett, the richest man in the world, eats every day? No. He drinks five Cokes a day. He, he snacks on potato chips throughout the day, and every morning he eats the same breakfast, a bowl of chocolate ice cream. So take that, Tyler. No the man, way. The man He's, has billions of dollars. He said, I, uh, he said, the older people get, the less happy they seem, and the happiest people on earth are nine-year-olds. So I've patterned, like I wanted to figure that out, and I've patterned my eating uh, after a nine-year-old because they are the happiest. That's what he said. Well, when you are a billionaire, you can afford to do those sorts of things. It's true. I think you could afford to have. Yeah. Wait, wait. How does a billion? So yeah, a billion. Oh man, five cokes in one day. Yeah. Wow. That's. <laughs> Hope I can hit the lottery. <laughs> yeah. This leather jacket wasn't free, guys. Okay. Yeah. I'm on a very tight budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you have, Tyler? All right. Well, from the entertainment world, uh, this this is a slice about uh, an upcoming film. That I know we're all really excited about and, and can't wait to see um, the the third 
the third in the planned trilogy, possibly more than that, the ongoing franchise of the Sharknado series. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Sharknado 3 is currently brewing. Um, as I understand, it is supposed to release in June, as is as has become the custom of the times. But guys, I have some sad news to report. Uh, Sharknado 3 is in trouble. It is struggling. What do you mean? I'm so sorry to hear that. They just finished. They, they have finished filming. The filming is done. Uh, Tara Reid, I think, is maybe the only star who returned for the third franchise. Probably wait, wait, the yeah, only wait, one. Wait, I'm sorry. I thought you said star who returned. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only character who was involved in the first and the other in the second one. I don't know if she was even in the first one. Um, but she, there is she, a she but, was. But trouble has struck in the form of a union. The post-production crew actually staged a strike in which they have walked out of their offices and are striking, picketing, have formed a picket line in Hollywood, in front of the TV studio, because they don't think they're getting the the insurance that they deserve. Um, the director has attributed this to how fast they're trying to get this movie from pre from print to screen. Basically, um, he was quoted the direct the director said, "We shot this in February. And we're delivering it in June. A studio movie like this would take two and a half years. We simply did not have time to finalize contracts. So exactly what the details were." Um, we we don't seem to know, but without a post production crew to work on Sharknado three, I, I don't know that there's much of a movie there because I think the Sharknado franchise leans pretty heavily on computer anim- computer animation and, and CGI, unless those are real sharks flying around in the in the first two, and that they're willing to do that again. But I don't think there was because when Tara Reid was interviewed about what's going on. She says, well, I don't really know what the outcome of this film is going to be until they put the sharks in. Actually, I have no idea what it's going to look like at all until you see it. Which I guess so, is the true of anything. You, you want to know a little uh, a little inside scoop about Sharknado 3? Yes. yes. So the, the plot is that it starts in Washington, D.C., okay? okay. And, and, and bad things happen there. The, the president is played by Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, yeah. um, and, and, and then the shark NATO works its way down the East coast and the climax of the film happens in Orlando, Florida. No, is this true? Right. absolutely. They shot it in February here in Orlando and there was a call for extras. You could have been in shark NATO three and hey. it, it ends How up. How did we not know this? It, well, it was in the news, so uh, so it ends up. <laughs> what why. news? Uh, OrlandoSignal.com. <laughs> it ends up the final scene, the big climax, where it all happens is at Universal Orlando Resort, which is owned by the parent company of the Sci-Fi Network, uh, NBC Universal. So of course, there's awesome. like you know whatever. But uh, yeah, a Sharknado three culminates in Orlando. Well, and and Jesse, I thought of this. You could have been on it, man. Uh, I would have loved it. And I'm gonna go ahead and vol- I'm gonna go ahead and put this out there right now. If the film is in jeopardy yeah, right now, yeah, yeah, because and they're. They're they're looking for scabs to cross over the line. <laughs> yeah, I'll edit that thing. Volunteer right here. Now I will say this: my special effects skills aren't great, but you may have seen my ice bucket challenge YouTube video. It had dream sequence. It was hey, really yeah, good. I, I couldn't tell the difference between that and Sharknado one and two. I mean, you, you you're right good. there. You're right there. I have How an app on my. Could it possibly be? Yeah. I How is the relevant magazine design team at things like CGI? Is it feasible? That we could do a few with a few extra hours, yeah. earn some midnight oil, absolutely, and get some sharks into the production footage of Sharknado Three, absolutely, or just drop. Have it. you seen our iPad edition? Of course, I've seen our iPad edition. Computer graphics the only moving I think around it would be worth offering. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. certainly Sharknado worthy. 
Yeah. If not better. Hopefully. <laughs> and there's no union at play. Yeah, we don't need to worry about the union you know, and, and people of Orlando. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I said, I have no problem crossing line. Sorry if, if your kids don't have insurance, CGI people. Sharknado <laughs> 3, the trilogy needs closure here. Yeah. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. I, I did notice the whole uh, the thing about the shooting this feature length movie, which is, you know, just going to air on the Sci Fi Network. I did notice the when they were talking about the shoot here in Orlando. The production schedule did seem a little tight. They were shooting uh, in D.C. and then another location and then Orlando, the entire two-hour movie over the course of like 10 days. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> June. That's a tight window. Right, to edit and get it out by June. I mean, usually it would come out next year or something, but yeah. Which is why we need to step up our game. I'm like Jesse. I, I don't have a whole lot of experience when it comes to computer animation, but I have seen a shark. Um not in person, maybe, but I've seen, I'm aware of what they look like, I think. And I'm a fast learner. I've, seen, I've seen a shark in the ocean. Have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, close to you. Yeah. I have a question about the sharks, though. Why don't you ever see sharks like in an aquarium? Don't you feel like that would be the coolest thing in the world to see an aquarium? I mean, it'd be I a like bummer. Home, like aquarium. home aquarium? No, no, no. Like a great white shark, like in an aquarium. Oh, great white. Because it's I mean, too big. They have them at aquariums. No, no, no. Yeah. I like a great white shark. Which aquarium like, are you going to? They have to? nurse sharks and tiger sharks. I they know. I've the, seen like little sharks, but what about the ones that like are like really crazy? Why don't they have those? Like jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Like I the, think great white sharks can't exist in captivity because they need a lot of room to roam. I've heard that that, that you would need. Just an inconceivably big. Yeah, but uh, all those those fish, like like Shamu and stuff, like here, they love it. They love all those little things. <laughs> it works out perfectly because they're so deep, and then they get to jump for people. And that free Willy taught us nothing. Yeah, they love it. They so get much. to perform for crying children three times a day. Yeah, they it. go up and do What's their. They do their little flippies. I love it. And what and what trainer? What SeaWorld trainer wouldn't love to jump in with a pool full of great white sharks <laughs> and teach them to jump <laughs> up in the middle? Friends. Yeah, in the middle of a beautiful song. That would be nice. <laughs> Swimming around with the sharks. Well, well, yeah, and they're rewarded by someone haphazardly throwing them fish guts. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the perfect life. Yeah, they shot uh, Jaws three, Jaws three D at yeah. SeaWorld Orlando. Ooh. And uh, like, if you notice, the premise of that one was it did go to a one of these marine life. Water parks, you know, mm. and uh, Jaws shows up. Ooh. Yeah, it's a, it was a it was. Scary. How did Jaws get into the park? He drove. It was a, a one of these coastal ones. Yeah, it was like a lake park or something. Oh. No, 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 yeah, it was like. Yeah, a, I've never seen Jaws three. Yeah, you should. It's really great. It's be, it's the best of the trilogy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, a coastal marine park, yeah. and it, it breaks through the Dude, barrier. I've been to a coastal marine park right in Saint Augustine, uh, Marineland. Yeah, that's the best. I threw a football with a uh, with a dolphin one time. You <laughs> did. I'm sure I the did. dolphin loved that. <laughs> it did. <laughs> They do. That's what they were born to do. That's why God designed them is to play football with us. <laughs> they're so great. How did that not make it onto our spring break tips? <laughs> I know. There was, a, there was a lot. We should. Well, I hope she's still listening. Um, you should go to Marine Land and play football with a. Yeah. Dolphin. It's like, let's find the most intelligent, comp- socially complex animal on the planet. And then have stick him, him in, stick him in a little pin and make little kids throw footballs at him. I thought you were talking about me, but yeah, the dolphin is certainly oh. there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you have, Eddie? Um, spring break. Uh, I know that our friends uh, from Liberty are already heading down to St. Augustine or St. Augie. They love it when you call it that. So do call it that. Uh, the locals will really enjoy that. Um, but for the rest of you that have not figured out your spring break plans yet, may I offer up the lovely city of Aoshima, Japan? Um, um, this is a city that 
1945 uh, was home to 900 people, and it was a little sleepy fishing village. And what they did was there was a, a mouse problem, and the mice were coming and uh, eating the, like, overrunning the boats. And so to get rid of the mice, well, what did they bring to get rid of mice? What would you? Cats. That's right. So they brought a few cats on the island, um, and cats uh, <laughs> did what they do. And uh, now the island is overrun with cats. It is Cat Island. There are no longer people that live on the island. There is no shopping. There is no, no nothing. Way. The cats have overtaken the island and they're like pretty little cats like you there is a there's pictures of it and it's just like these big long abandoned streets with just little sweet orange looking cats walking all around but they say that there are like over 150 cats there now there's no way it's just 150 that's 150 like on the dock but now it's turned into a tourist thing where boats of tourists will take a 30 minute ferry ride um and go and they will go basically and walk around in a city that is full of uh, that is full of cats and they'll feed the little cats and then they will get back on their boat and uh, I assume burn all their clothes and go home because uh, it's the dirtiest <laughs> thing in the entire world. That would be very That's dirty. Disgusting. Could yeah. you imagine like just just getting like within a hundred yard proximity my allergies would be so oh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> That's a great point. That would be awful and it would smell I mean they're so awful Think of the was smells thing, wafting was this off thing of that. Planted island. by the internet years ago, knowing that one day the internet would be just ne- would just need something like this. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like this seems like an early like like God in His wisdom knew BuzzFeed yeah. was going to come and it would need something like Cat Island. Yeah, the, the island is literally like a geographical meme. Yes, it totally <laughs> is. Well, we have <laughs> Monkey Island in Tampa. Right now, we have Cat Island in right. But I mean, this is just weird that the people eventually, I think it's interesting that the people eventually were just like, all right, we can. like you, you win cats. I'm killing a cat every 10 minutes and I cannot like get rid of these cats. We're just going to move back to the mainland. Can you imagine? Right? I mean, if can you imagine your clothes, <laughs> Jesse, like, did I shock you with that. Was that not okay? I didn't expect, I didn't expect I'll be killing a cat every 10 minutes. <laughs> hey, you're, <laughs> hey, you're talking to a guy. He's wearing his duster. He's I'm wearing, wearing his duster. He's taking charge. But there's know? a point where there's a cat like curling up next to your kid when you sleep at night. You got to start killing cats, right? But, but like you're wearing your duster because right. of the the hair situation. You would have lint all over your clothes, other or oh, like you cat sound like a zombie apocalypse, Eddie. <laughs> but it is kind of. But they've got the baby. But there is. But you got to remember, Eddie at this point has a ponytail. Right. right. He's got the the glasses with no frames. Mm-hmm. He's got the leather duster with the sleeves rolled up. Right. Right. He is in Highlander mode. Right. Yeah. He's going to take charge. Yeah, but but there is like a moment of decision where they just decide, okay, tomorrow we pack and leave. The cats have become too much. Like there is a mo- there has to be a moment. They don't just all fade away. They just decide. It's the end of the movie. It's a slow like sad music's playing as they slowly walk toward the the dock yeah. and the sunset. And yeah. the cats are just no, I picture it like the last helicopter off a of cat island. There's like one guy running with his suitcases, just being chased by cats. And as it, he's like reaching up for the guy, reaching his hand down from the thing, and the, pi- the pilot's like, "We gotta go, we gotta go!" And he's just left there, going, "Ah!" With just, like the cats just climbing and engulfing him. They're just throwing yarn happened. balls to try to distract him. Just or to Eddie do sacrifices anything. himself. He, he's like, "I got this one," and he wanders into the cats with his duster flapping in the wind or whatever. <laughs> 
That's it. That's when we fade to black. Cat Island. <laughs> <laughs> the last copter off of Cat Island. Yeah, it's just Eddie there taking one for the team. Going down in a blaze of glory. Off, the young mother's able to climb on with her baby in tow. Yeah, Eddie's sitting there and he's just got all these like bells and pieces of yarn and the cat's all running for him. Then you see Eddie pull out a grenade and just hold it up in his fist. The last great sacrifice. As the copter moves in a way, they see the mushroom cloud and they've known what Eddie did for humanity and people's allergies. And it's a slow zoom into my face and you just see it like licking my cheek. Like, and you just 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 incinerating. My eyes close. And that's the end of it. I think this sounds like a pretty great movie. <laughs> Such a good movie. We got to get over there, Jess. <laughs> All so, right, that's Cat Island. There you go. Well, that'll do it for slices. <laughs> Stay tuned. You did forget that you would definitely say as you got off the helicopter. Here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was gonna say you have to right before you pull the tooth, the, the tooth of the grenade. You go here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> 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 Perfect. This is a good I think movie. we can move on from Sharknado Three. We've got a way better movie. Yeah. There's a, a way better movie. Yeah, than a whole new franchise was just born. <laughs> it's never clear why you had to blow yourself up. Like that's no. never made clear, but you for some reason made that decision. But clearly, there will be a sequel because just like Rambo or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. you just keep. You know, you never die. No, no, no. There's no, no. always a way that you got out of. There the was explosion. an escape hatch or yeah. something. Yeah. Cat Island yeah. Two, Nine Lives. And, I'm, oh, and yeah. I'm back. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> Somehow people I get back to the Cat Island, and Eddie's there. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah, but this time it's all cats, the musical themed, and I've just become <laughs> one of them. Well, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like Planet of the Apes, where they yeah. somehow become like people, and Eddie and the cats do musical theater for people. Yeah, and it's it's torture. Yeah, but it's actually kind of sweet too, because you walk by the window and you see like little kids in there practicing their moves, or like step ball change one and two, and we're all just—it's like a beautiful thing where we're learning musical theater. <laughs> like, hey, isn't that that really cool guy from the first movie? And he's just like. <laughs> 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 but no, but I've become their king. So like yeah. when you get to me, finally, I'm just sitting. No, 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 no. The, the king is ep- is is v- installment three. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> king of Cat Island. You sit on a right. throne, and it's one of those yeah. carpeted, climby uh, right. things. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. One of those cat play structures with mm, covered in carpet. Right. That's your throne. Right. The right. Yeah. 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 That's right. <laughs> the last boat off. Eddie goes. I'm not leaving. And he lights a cigarette. And he goes. <laughs> <laughs> One, <laughs> he's like the yeah the, 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 the conquistador that burned the boat so no one's leaving we're not leaving till every cat's gone <laughs> we had a mission <laughs> alright well that'll do it for Slices stay tuned up next N.T. Wright we crave the fiction when we need the truth Portions of today's podcast are sponsored by Savor, the new 365-day devotional from our very own Shauna Nequist. Shauna's honest and beautiful storytelling makes this devotional as comforting and inspiring as an hour around the table with the people that we love. 
Savor is available March 10th in bookstores everywhere or online at shaunaniquis.com forward slash savor. We love you, Shauna. Listen to the Wombats. The song is Emoticons from Ooh. their album Glitterbug. Ooh, I, give that I, I, don't think, I give that a smiley face. Yeah, I don't think Glitterbug is an emoticon, but it will be. This week's uh, interview is brought to you by Harry's, our favorite shaving company in all the world. For many of us, shaving is a pain. Uh, it's uncomfortable, it causes nicks, uh, cuts, scrapes, razor burn, and razor blades today are outrageously expensive. Enter Harry's. So they're, they're keeping with the movie thing. Enter stage left, Harry's. Started by two guys who wanted a better product without paying an arm and a leg to get it. Harry's makes their own blades in their uh, own German factory. They're high quality, high performing, uh, crafted by shaving experts. It's also a fraction of the drugstore cost and no pesky plexiglass cabinets to unlock either. Uh, Harry's has an awesome deal. You can get a starter set, for, and it's only 15 bucks to get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. Why pay $32 for an eight-pack of blades when it's half the price at Harry's? Uh, you can experience a clean, close, comfortable shave with Harry's. Go to harrys.com now, and Harry's will give you $5 off if you type in our coupon code, RELEVANT, with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, and enter coupon code RELEVANT at checkout for 5 bucks off, and start... Shaving better today. N.T. Wright is a leading New Testament scholar and retired Anglican bishop. He's now a research professor of New Testament and early church Christianity at St. Mary's College in the University of St. Andrews in Scotland. In his new book, Simply Good News, Why the Gospel is News and What Makes It Good, Wright offers a fresh look at the gospel, explaining why Jesus' message is good news and why it's more timely and transforming today than we know. Our very own Dargan Thompson recently spoke to him. Here is N.T. Wright. In the book, you talk about like how we've kind of distorted the gospel. There's a lot to unpack there, but could you kind of give me a brief rundown of um, you know, how you think we have um, distorted the gospel? Yes. Um, I mean, the, the, the basic point of the book uh, is the difference between good news and good advice. And uh, the, the Christian gospel, the word gospel, originally meant good news, and that's news about something that has happened as a result of which everything is different, including who we are, but, but it's much bigger than that. And we have turned that into good advice, like um, taking out a life insurance policy on your, on your ultimate future, as it were. You, know, you might like to sign up for this option because it'll be better for you. Um, or indeed, just good advice about this is how you might find a better way of organizing your spirituality or something like that. Now, um, there's nothing wrong with good advice, but it's not the same as good news. And as I try to set out in the book, news is about something that has happened as a result of which we now know that something is going to be radically different in the future. And we live between the news about something that has happened and the promise that therefore something will happen. And we have to live with that news. We have to be good news people. And any advice that comes, comes within that much larger framework. So, that, I mean, I use examples like, for instance, if you have a child who is very sick and in hospital and not expected to live, and then you get the news, you get the phone call that actually they've turned the corner and the doctors have managed to sort it out and 
they're going to get better. Um, that news transforms everything. It's news about something that has happened, as a result of which you know that something will happen. This child will, in a week or a month, be coming back home. And the whole who you are in the present is radically altered by that news. And so the news about Jesus and what God has done in and through Jesus creates a whole new world and we are invited into that world rather than it simply being advice about us. So it's news about God and Jesus and about the world rather than simply advice as to, as to what we can do with our lives. So I think like what you said and what you talk about in the book that we're kind of in this new period of time between hearing yeah. the news and then the fulfillment of the news. How do you think we kind of live in that tension? Well, um, down the years, the church has developed, um, uh, the church at its best has developed all sorts of ways of living within that tension. And part of our trouble is that it's a feature of the modern Western world that we have forgotten about, as it were, different layers of time. And even to say that sounds like wacky or weird. And people say, what do you mean different layers of time? Um, because the way that we live in, in today's world is just time as a straight line, and things get further and further away as you move on forwards and the future is a long way away. But uh, most cultures through most periods of history and certainly the early Christians and right through actually till just two or three hundred years ago, people knew perfectly well that actually things could change with time and that you might be much closer to uh, a foundation event, even though it was a long time chronologically ago, um, it might be much closer to your reality. It's actually, it's hard for us, we don't even have good language to express this, but the way the church does this, of course, is through worship, through the sacraments, through um, all sorts of Christian practices, um, which, like, like the Jews, when the Jews celebrate Passover, one of the things they say is that what God did in bringing the Israelites out of Egypt all those years ago, this was not simply our ancestors a long time ago, it was us, we were there too, or um, that event, as it were, comes forward and becomes a reality again in our lives. And uh, as I say, we today find it difficult to conceptualize that, but the church's life of worship and prayer and sacraments and scripture reading um, is a way of actually making that a reality, so that even though we find it hard to describe what's going on, the reality of that fusion of times, God's time and our time, um, is, is a, very, a very present reality. So, I mean, that kind of brings up, you know, the age-old question, like, if God is good and he's in control, why does he let bad things happen? You know, like, it's, it's hard. You look around at the world today and you read the news and you see everything that's going on and you wonder, like, <laughs> like is the world getting better? Are we headed toward? Does it make a yeah. difference? And the answer is um, you, you can never look at the way the world is and read God's purposes off from the way the world is. Um, it's always more puzzling and confusing than that because, I mean, I am right now looking out of a, a window at a beautiful blue sky at a lovely winter's morning and you just think this is a wonderful world, it's so beautiful, it's so full of, of promise and life and yet I, I've actually just had breakfast with a friend who's uh, a lady whose husband died just a couple of years ago and is still processing the question of why in early middle life would something like this happen. 
And so we live in a world where you can't simply look at the evidence and say, there you are, there is a good God, um, everything's okay. But uh, that's why the good news of Jesus is that in the middle of this confusing world with so much beauty but also so much sorrow, um, uh, that, that what God has done in Jesus, as it were, launches a project and which says, yes, um, the sorrow is real, but God has dealt with it and is dealing with it. And the beauty and power of creation are real, and God is going to um, do the new thing for which those are signposts. So, um, you know, yeah, when we just, again, part of our trouble is that in the Western world, we have assumed that God is, as it were, the celestial CEO, the chief executive officer of this thing called the Universe Incorporated. Um, and then, as one of Woody Allen's characters says, and I think I quote this in the book, um, I, I, I sort of believe in God, but it looks like he's basically an underachiever. In other words, he's not a very good CEO. He's not good at running this show. But actually, the world is much more complicated than that. It's not simply a machine or a business with God as the CEO. God is involved with it um, in ways which it's hard for us now, particularly in the modern world, to grasp. But again, when we read the stories of Jesus and see what, what is going on in those stories, and then we say, perhaps we need to rethink the meaning of the word God around who we see in Jesus. And then all sorts of things come clearer and into sharper focus. And uh, it's not simply a matter of, has God blundered? Has he got it wrong? But no, he's been in the middle of this mess with us, and he's taken the worst that the world can do onto himself, and he has launched his project of new creation. That's what the story of Jesus is all about. So how do you think like the church can do better at presenting the gospel as good news, um, you know, accurately and clearly? Yeah, um, it, it's it, it, this is a complicated business because every church is different and different mm -hmm. circumstances, etc. But what is what is constant and remains the same grows yet again out of that faithful life of patient prayer and worship and study of scripture and service to one another and particularly to the poor and, and, and the needy. Um, and when the church is doing those things and is learning to pray in, in this way, we are actually becoming part of the good news and people pick up the fact that um, this isn't just about here's some advice as to how you might slightly reorder your life, but about the fact that a new reality has been let loose in the world and that if we just step inside that, then we discover that things actually can be different and already are different. Um, and as a pastor, as a preacher, I would say there are a thousand different ways in which we have to say that, in which we have to do that. And it's often as we're doing it that then people wake up to what it is we've been trying to say. I mean, if you look at Jesus' ministry again and again, um, he was doing things which made people say, what on earth's going on? And then his teaching would explain the fact that something new was happening, that God was becoming king in a new way. That's what Jesus' announcement of the kingdom of God is all about. And so the question is, what ought the church to be doing that would make people say, what's going on? To which the answer is, in Jesus, God has launched his kingdom, and this is the good news. Everything is going to be different, and we get to be part of it. And as I say, depending on where you are and on your culture and on the circumstances um, and on the people that you're working with and for, then you will say it in a slightly different way, but that's always the shape of it. Mm -hmm. 
That was N.T. Wright. Make sure to check out his new book, Simply Good News, wherever books are sold. Listening to Turn It Around by our next guest, Lucius. Uh, Lucius is a triple threat of vocal harmonies, infectious hooks, and dance inducing percussion. Ooh. Pair those traits with their irresistible live show. It's easy to see why NPR Music calls Lucius, quote, a fabulous band playing such infectious pop songs, and Paste hails the group as blissful. Uh, the charismatic co-founders and lead vocalists Jess Wolf and Holly Lasik sing in unison, two voices as one, mm. which is really cool and unique. Uh, Tyler recently spoke to Holly. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I was looking forward to this one because I, I stumbled across them kind of by accident because I'd been hearing about this band called Saint Lucius, um, and I really and I and I uh, tried to look them up, and then I found Lucius instead, and I actually like Lucius <laughs> way better. Can I say that? I can say that. It's my opinion. The, it's the bitter Saint Lucius Lucius feud continues. Well done. <laughs> I, I stand by it. Uh, so we reached out to talk to them, and and uh, they gave us. And if, if you want to, you should definitely listen to the album. You should definitely, definitely catch the live show because uh, what they what they do live something not a lot of bands do. They just bring a lot of they bring a lot of showmanship to their live show. Eddie, you'd love it. Lots of theatrics. Yeah, I think I would. Well, I think that's a good. And singing in unison is really hard. I know that from my chorus days. It's harder <laughs> than you think. All right. Well, here's part of Tyler's conversation with Lucius. Just another one of those interviewers who goes right to asking you about your look, but it does seem like it's a little more important part of your band than it is a lot of bands. Is that an in- was that an intentional part, or was that also kind of an organic outgrowth of what you guys wanted to do? I mean, no, it's definitely intentional. Um, when we first started singing together, you know, we realized we had this ability to sing in unison and to kind of meld our voices together in a way that I hadn't heard really before and you know obviously there's like girl group stuff 60s girl group stuff we love and um but it was kind of more like a double tracked vocal that we could do live and so that became something that we was important and unique and we wanted to hone in on it and and then as things progressed to visualize it as well speaking of the 60s and the even the 50s and you know all of those entertainers and musicians had kind of a whole a whole thing where people felt like they were going to a show not just seeing live music and getting to kind of visualize and fully experience this other world and that was something that we always looked up to and you know people like David Bowie and Elvis and 
uh, James Brown and like the Supremes and you know people had a show um, and we wanted to do that for the audience and also for ourselves to kind of transport ourselves as well when we're on stage and uh, make it an experience so I think that's where that came from but you know the the mirror image and the duality and the matching outfits all comes from that idea of like two voices as one and symmetry and duality everyone in the band plays like two things there's two drums there's two uh, keyboards there's two basses there's uh, two guitars there's two voices you know so it's kind of just all encompassing that idea I was reading a, uh, an interview with Jack White recently, and he was talking about how his look, and, and he obviously dresses up quite a bit, he feels like it, it's both part of uh, what makes him fake and what makes him more authentic. Do you feel like mm-hmm. the the look is, a, is it like an act that you put on, or do you feel like you're you're pretending, or do you feel like it comes from a, from a pretty honest, real place? I think that it does come from an honest place. It's our honest aesthetic. It's things that we like. Um a look that we like something we feel comfortable in but at the same time it is you know it is sort of a character that it kind of takes over you on stage so you you are getting in that mind space before you even hit the stage like we're all looking at each other and we're dressed up and we're like okay now we're in this different headspace and it, it helps to perform um, but the other thing about it that I was thinking a couple months ago and somebody else had asked me this question in France and I thought you know when you see a choir and they're all wearing matching robes and it's like the sound that comes out of a choir would not exist without all the individuals every individual is so important to that sound because of the different timbres coming together creating this unique sound but at the same time because they're dressed uniformly when you go to see them you're seeing it as a unit and hearing it as a unit and hearing it as one uh, voice and so that was something that I think we are also mimicking you know or, or creating so that people kind of see this presentation on stage and, and hear it all together as a as a unit and we're very we feel more unified for it, you know, because our, our drum set is broken up on stage. Everyone's playing a different part. It's it's very much like machinery, and um, we're all very reliant on each other. So uh, I think it just kind of unifies us as a group.
How about how about the music itself? Do you feel like that sound is something you want to continue to to work with and explore for your next album, or are you even thinking about the next album yet? Yeah, we have been thinking about the new record. We started writing songs, and um, we haven't thought of a concept or um, you know what we want to sound like or any of that yet. It's like we we haven't had. We've been touring so nonstop that we have not had any time to be creative, really. But at the same time, we've been absorbing so much information and so many like different emotions and just all over the place, figuratively, literally. Um, and so there's a lot in there to kind of get out. So I think what what we're doing now is just sort of whenever we have time and we have scheduled some time now to start working on and thinking about that um, and just getting in a room and letting ourselves sort of purge all of this stuff get it all out on the table and then kind of look at different songs look at different just what's coming naturally and um, and I think it will reveal itself in the end but um it's always worked for, for, I mean, it's worked for us so far to do it that way, and it makes it more exciting for us and more honest. So that's, that's what we're doing right now, and it's exciting. That was Lucius. Make sure to check out their debut album, Will the Woman, available now. But there's a freedom that exists and I know where to find it. A prophecy that's timeless, if I'm completely honest. Not even Aristotle could deny this type of knowledge. There's a hollow part of man that can only be filled by the Elohim. Then it's good nightmare and hello dreams. I speak a prayer for the newly redeemed. Who testify that the power only lies in the supreme. Fear is a puppeteer that rears your pedal strings. Out here where the shells fly, kids die when the metal screams. You're listening to Eshan Burgundy. The song is The Healthy from his new album, The Fear of God. The Fear of God. There you go. You should, do, hey, you could do the uh, intro for the uh, Cat Island <laughs> movie. This is Cat Island. Oh, one man. <laughs> one man. Yeah. Thousands of cats. <laughs> cat nine lives. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. One man, thousands of cats, nine lives. <laughs> I like it. That's the poster, a right? A man in a duster. That's better than left behind tagline. <laughs> one man, one duster, one ponytail, and one s- set of those sunglasses with no arms that rest on the bridge of your nose. And 6,000 cats. <laughs> Will he teach them to dance? Will he teach them to sing? It is Cat Island. <laughs> Nicholas Cage and Tara Reed. <laughs> yeah. They're they're in the sequel. Right. Yeah. And just there's gonna be this is a good week for me to be off social media. There is gonna be a picture made of Cat Island. It's by can... somebody probably standing four feet from you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's time from your for your feedback. Uh, last week it was a hard hitting question. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Last week we asked you, "What's the deal with that hole in Canada?" We we brought you a, a, a slice, the the hard hitting news about uh, uh, a large hole, thirty five foot long hole, big old hole that was found in Toronto with no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> with no What's explanation, that big old hole. 
and, um, and, 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 and it was such a mystery at the time of our recording that uh, we were pontificating uh, what the possible explanation could be, what the purpose of this large hole, which had a pulley system and like electricity mm-hmm. was run into it, yeah. and it was totally a sump empty. pump to keep it dry. Yeah. To, to review, your idea was that the homeless lived down there and uh, kept their stuff down there. My thing is, it's pretty cold in Canada. You don't want to be milling around if you're homeless. Right. You go. You go underground. Mm-hmm. That's a hobo dorm down there. <laughs> That's a hobo dorm. Yeah. That that was my. Uh, it just makes sense. You know. It was either that or someone trying to uh, get a, a cheaper option than a traditional storage unit. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, the, you, you don't want to pay the man twelve dollars a month. I mean, times twelve. That's a homeless one hundred and fifty dollars. Just to hold stuff when I can yeah. just dig my own hole I'm for free. My, dig my own hole yeah. in the middle yeah, of the field. That's crazy. Yeah. My, my, my theory, which I thought we were all on the same uh, page on, it was uh, a race of mole men were, were oh, yeah, that's surfacing. Right. But yeah. no, it was like was, a, a waiting room. No, that was really... It was Canada? kind of mole men purgatory is, is what you're... Uh, that's where they have to wait for a while before they can emerge. <laughs> like the DMV for mole men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get all their paperwork straightened out before they hit the surface. <laughs> so uh, we didn't know what the purpose was. So we, we asked you guys what you thought uh, the deal was behind the hole in Canada. Now, should I give the disclaimer? Yeah, we that the actual reason has come out. Yeah, yeah, and, but let's let's read some of the theories first, maybe. And all it's right. the best of all. If reasons. anybody gets it, Carla yeah. Buckingham actually said, "I am a student at York University, the university where where the hole is." Yeah, so wow. Carla has like a she is on top of it. She's, She's right g- near the hole zone. She's right. like, I'm, I'm coming to you live from the hole. She gave yeah. a she gave a bunch of uh, reasons. I think the my favorite though was Toronto ne- Toronto needed news headlines. No longer do we have a crack smoking mayor. Uh, mayor or an Ikea monkey to talk about. That's true. So That's this true. was, they just, they needed something to make it. Other Canadian place. towns were still in the spotlight. Right. They needed Toronto to get back, wanted in. To get back on top they of the I, I hate to disagree, but Ikea monkey is eternal news. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That, yeah. That's a, that is a relevance well that does not run dry. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Peter had a good theory. <laughs> Maybe the the hole is a top secret rehearsal space for the DC Talk reunion tour. Oh, oh yeah. which P.S. DC Talk update? Uh, they have all been in the studio within the last month together. Nothing is announced, but uh, Cameron, when you're off the show, we will have a lot of DC Talk <laughs> talk as well. <laughs> I, isn't it that Toby's working on his new album and he just had his friends come do features? I think that's, that's what Toby would like yeah, you to that's believe. That's what they want you to believe, Cam. Oh, um, but explain why they're rehearsing in a hole in Canada. Let's just leave it where it is. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> in two weeks, specifically. <laughs> Emily Strong suggested that uh, uh, Jungle Bird has big plans to interrupt the upcoming Pan America tennis tournament and has needed a secret hiding spot so that he can, uh, you know, emerge and run onto the court. I don't think we can rule that out either. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. This is an interesting theory from Josh Thompson, who says this is where Joy is staying during her <laughs> quote off the grid sabbatical. Oh yeah, I like it. <laughs> Not bad. I like it. Uh, well, I, I, this doesn't have to do with the whole, but I should say, evidently. Dual sidecars, which we also talked about last week, right. are are engineering are an engineering possibility, and they do in fact exist. So, yeah. uh, touche. I did not invent those on the fly. I would like to see three car- sidecars, one in the back. That's all. One in the back. I think you just made a car at this point. It's not. It's way more fun to have three sidecars. 
Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of Nickelback theories. It's where Chad. Yeah, there was a lot of Nickelback. Lot of, where Chad Kroger keeps his hair product. It's where they're going to drag Jesse to. There was just a whole <laughs> sort of. It's, it's a Nickelback dark site. Yeah. It's, for, for people that mock Nickelback, they drag you to the hole in the ground and interrogate you. Yeah. And, and what but, other Nickelback jokes do you have? Tell me. <laughs> I have a lot of wisdom in that, though, I think. A lot of support for Lauren, too, who uh, yeah. really want her back on the show to absolutely know nothing about the show. Yeah, I, and, and Eddie, it, are we avoiding jokes about jars of your dad's hair? <laughs> hey, <I> <laughs> someone suggested that's where you're storing those. Yeah, well, the, jar got, the jar got too small. He's had a lot of haircuts since then, so now they needed a bigger storage yeah, unit. Yeah, they need a bigger storage unit, and it's, it's nice and, and you know temperate down there. <laughs> For those know. of you new to the show, quick recap, my dad saved his hair, period. Next. And, and a big jar in the basement. And a big jar, and yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, but so then the actual news broke. Wait, my, was it, well, maybe my favorite possible scenario that I hadn't even thought of. Yeah. The, 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 the scenario, what happened was... The these guys finally came forward and were like, "We just uh, we just dug it. We just wanted to hang out. We thought we it was fun. It was a fun place to hang out." Yeah. Well, and the initial quote was, "It was personal reasons." Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the initial yeah. quote. Which you're just like, "Okay, we've all gone we, to." I think the less we know about it, the better. Yeah, two <laughs> or three places. No, you guys just whatever. You know, do your thing. We can't. We may have already dug a little too deep here, so oh, to speak. Oh, well, yeah. If you're digging a, a massive hole for personal reasons. We don't want to know you, anymore. You got to get thirty feet underground and dig a cave, and then yeah, yeah. Because I like, I mean, they're not going six feet deep. They're not doing. I mean, there's something. Yeah, there's another thing going on here. How at, deep is the hole? I'm kind of catching up. Thirty five, thirty five feet deep. It's huge. There's there was a pulley system where they to get the the dirt out of it. Sup pump power yeah. run into it. Hundreds ladder. of hours of intense physical labor for them to quote just hang out down there. And it was near the so. uh, uh, tennis stadium. <laughs> That's going to host the Pan Am Games this summer uh, at, on the campus of York University in Toronto. That, yeah. And so they discovered it because of the big piles of dirt that were emerging yeah. in this uh, odd place. It still makes no sense to me. Well, yeah. it, well, it more questions than answers. Well, it does. It makes perfect sense, but we can't. We just can't go there. No, but no, there's no, like that, only well, whatever you're thinking doesn't make sense either. No, it absolutely makes sense. There's about only three reasons. Like we just need a place to do a ton of crack or something like that, right? And they're just saying like, well, what? Okay, what, what about rundown motels and stuff? Well, I, I think this is foolproof because I think you're the I think the final idea is they get down there, right? They just go a couple feet down on the ladder and then they just kind of move over a. Uh, I was gonna say a carpet, but that wouldn't make sense <laughs> on a field. But like a little patch of grass. I mean, it's it's the perfect it's the perfect perfect crime. They're gonna cook meth. I actually like the carpet idea. <laughs> See, I think I think I I, don't, I I think it's something much more innocent. I think they're hanging out one night. They press the pizza button. They're sitting there <laughs> playing video games, eating <laughs> eating pizza, and they're just like. You know what would be kind of cool? A real man cave. Like a <laughs> hole. Like we should dig a hole. Oh, okay. a literal man cave. And, and then and then they're just like, yeah, why not? And then it's one of those things where they just start doing it and like halfway, you know, halfway into the hole, they're like, why are we doing this again? I don't know. Let's just keep going. But you and know, all of a sudden they have a sweet man cave hole. There is a kind of guy like guys, because I get that. Don't you like make a joke with a friend and then you just kind of keep it going? Like I'm in a um, I'm in a band. That has, I've been in a band for 10 years, 976 Rock. It started with a joke. And so we play Neil Diamond cover songs, and it's terrible. But it all just, but we put like a significant amount of effort into this joke, but it's all just silly. 
But like you're like you're in a Neil Diamond cover band called Nine Seven Six Rock. Well, we do all kinds of stuff. On, Why am I only just we'll, now hearing about? Well, this? we haven't played in seven years, but we're about to have our reunion farewell show. When? Well, we're trying to find a venue. Yeah. We we have a hard time getting somebody to book us. We played how, at a college party seven years ago. How, where does where does the title come from? Now, I don't know. The guys that founded the original band won't tell me. Uh, I was the guitar player at it about a month in. So, question: How many people do you think would come to the show? How big of a venue do you need? Uh, I would say we're looking somewhere a place that will hold conservatively maybe 10 people. So, um, so we're talking about like a 30-foot hole in the ground would work. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, we're looking for a place like maybe a you nice... You made a Facebook page? Yeah, 976 Rock. I made that page. You can also go to the, our uh, our website. I just Do you have it. a MySpace page? No, we have... You have fans and everything. No, MySpace was way too nice. We did have a MySpace page. We took it down when they updated, but we have a blog uh, Blogspot page. It's pretty good. So it's amazing, but but all of this to say, I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't really want to bring up. I'm bringing this up because it's like these little silly jokes just kind of run wild. So I could totally see two guys being like, "Bro, we should totally dig a hole," and right. then you're like, "No, well, Once you start, you're not going to stop." Well, and it's just like, okay, we're 20 feet down. Let's just go another couple. Yeah, feet. Yeah, Jesse, it, it turns into a thing of like, uh, yeah, like I mean, right. Back yeah. when we were kids, we would explore things. We would totally. light things on fire to see what would happen. Right. Yeah. Totally. You start sure. saying, "Hey, I wonder if we could actually make a man cave." You let a this forest a on fire yeah, just to mess around. Yeah, yeah, I did. I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> see what would I want to do pyrotechnics like they do in the movie so I exploded some uh, coke cans full of gasoline in the swamp and right. I learned what happened right yeah. and I also learned that it's a lot of special effects and not literal gasoline but like being what, exploded. what we were talking about with like cat island that like a level of just building and building and yeah. building like that's just what we do yeah it's just I took I could totally see Jesse you actually would be behind this. Totally. Yeah, well, and it, it's like, like I said, it's just once you start, it's just the principle of the matter. I'm not going to quit now. We're going right. to finish this hole we started. And it was like the other day I was driving out of my neighborhood. It was it was later in the evening. Otherwise, I would have pulled over. It, it had snowed here. It never really snows here, but we had a really heavy snow last week. And some one of my neighbors down the street built a gigantic igloo. I'm not talking <sighs> like a kid's igloo. Cool. I'm talking like I it, probably eight feet tall. Oh wow! And I almost pulled over the car and got into the igloo because I had to see it. Like, <laughs> yeah. but it's the same thing. Like, look, we're going to start building this igloo. Yeah, we've been out here for three hours, but I'm not going to stop now. Yeah. We're going to do this thing, and it's going to be awesome. And neighbors are going to drive by and be like, "Now that's a cool igloo." Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's totally a thirty-six. A thirty. This is a thirty-six foot hole is a very different thing than a than a Neil Diamond cover band. Yeah, no, it is. It is a m much larger commitment. But I do think, first of all, one of the guys had access to tools because he, because this actually got broken because the boss of a company said like, uh, I think it was something like he recognized the tools that were being used used in the hole he's like oh i wondered why that guy was like borrowing our our the the stuff every weekend so like one of the guys just had access to it right so like i have access to like unparalleled musical talent and so you know i started yeah. a band this guy had access to <laughs> to tools and so he's just gonna build a hole but like you gotta think like once you get down there you're kind of like you know if we just kept going yeah. and we just kind of like made how, a cave how big could this get like we've already yeah, got the, exactly we've already got the infrastructure right. maybe we could maybe right. we could cut an we album we got the pulley system we got the the sup pump we got yeah. the ladder man this thing could be huge maybe we record a demo maybe this is just kind of like we're a really great cover band that's just read or the back to the hole like maybe yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. hanging down there playing football maybe we're reinventing neil diamond maybe neil diamond will hear about us and want us to be his backing band yeah. you don't know where it's gonna lead and when, i just want to i just want to say we also do like current hits like we're gonna do all about that bass obviously that when we that came out we knew we were gonna cover that i'm, I'm, I'm a little band. surprised at how active your facebook page is there have been some very recent updates on it it was but then i mean but then you'll see 
see it was pretty quiet for a few years. <laughs> so you'll see there's a pretty large gap. But I'm not, I don't plan on going too deep, to be honest. But yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. It's been. <laughs> so the hole is in, in, in Eddie's Neil Diamond cover band. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. Somehow I made that all work. Yeah. That was so, good. You're welcome. No, I get it. All I'm saying is, like, I don't think it necessarily has to be anything nefarious. Right. I just think, look. You love that you word. Come up with a great idea. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason not to do it. Right. And you do it. That's, yeah, how, pro- that's how human behavior works. Were they Eddie. students at the university? No. They weren't. No, I did not think so. so uh, if you and Adam were hanging out just right. broing down for a week, right. about day three, yeah. something like this would yeah. percolate. You'd hatch a plan. Day seven, you're a slice. <laughs> day day two, you hatch a plan. Day three, you start executing said plan. Yeah, yeah. Day seven, you're a slice. Because day one is all Rambo riffs, but day two, yeah. you're kind of out of Rambo material and you start talking about like, man, what if we actually what if we actually did just get a you know, rent a red camera for three days and shoot something? Day five, it's Rambo seven. Yeah. Like you've done it. Or Sharknado just, three. Yeah, things like this escalate very quickly very yeah, there's quickly. no reason to think anything weird's going on right just two dudes that thought it'd be cool to build a hole and you know what eddie it was cool and it yeah. was so we salute them assuming they weren't smoking crack down there <laughs> yeah. this feels like one of those slices that could end up having some sort of dark coda at the end but let's assume for right now let's just assume right now they were just too on the up and up too yeah. funny and guys they found a secret chamber of bodies but, <laughs> but other than that it yeah. was just nothing other than but that, cool. it was a pretty cool hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for your feedback. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Okay. Well, you know, earlier uh, we we stumbled upon you know, you know the best art imitates life. You yeah. know, like it really. Right. There's a connection. There's a thing. That is so true. And when we learned about mm. Cat Island, right? I mean, clearly it opened up the fact that. This needs to be a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we Obviously. know the le- we know the leading man. It's Eddie in a duster. Obviously, yeah. That uh, that's been written in the stars since before time. Yeah, I mean your love for cats and actual cats, and you know all where the, do, where do I end? Where does Cat Island begin? I don't uh, know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So we want to know from you. We want you to pitch. You know, clearly you're, there's not one Cat Island movie. This mm-hmm. is going to be a franchise. So we want you to pitch one of the Cat Island movies. So we're talking concept, mm-hmm. title, yeah. maybe tagline. Right. Uh, we'll uh, need a poster, so if plot, you have some Photoshop skills. Yeah, plot, maybe some of the casting decisions around Eddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to know where the Cat Island movie franchise should go. Yeah. So we want you guys to pitch us Cat, Cat Island movie concepts. Yeah. Cat Island 3, Rise of the, Rise of the Feline. Mm. Feline. Yeah, and I'm thinking 12. all genres too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's comedies. Most there's room the for a lot of different interpretations on Cat Island, like a Wes Anderson kind of a re- lighthearted, a, a romance. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> romance. Romance. He's there by himself with a bunch of cats. Well, that's I, I, it's a weird romance. There's I, a lot of movie. yeah. There's a lot of question marks. A lot of unanswered <laughs> things about. But that. I want most of them to end. Spoiler alert! Like the last of the Batman franchise. Where Eddie is 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 flying off into the sunset and blows himself up on Cat Island. <laughs> yeah, I always. But we don't know if he lives or dies. Yeah, he I could al- end up in a diner in like Italy ten years later in a dream or something. Yeah, but know. but my yeah my life has to be in question at the end of every movie. When the credits roll, you have to wonder: <laughs> Did he make it? Did he not? Did he live or die? <laughs> right. And then after the credits, we see you at a diner in Italy. That's the, like two yeah, years later. And I'm just, thumbs up, thumbs and, up, and, you guys. And you, give a little, and you tip your coffee mug. Right. <laughs> And, right. then, and then slowly, like, and then slowly, like, uh, adjust to like my whiskers. 
you but, know. Then, but then Alfred wakes up and you don't know if it was all a dream. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. You become a cat. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He, until cat he, Allen 12. He wakes up and he's just petting the cat and you just wonder like, where did this, what is going on? <laughs> Further no off the rails. What happens after the credits? <laughs> the, after the credits is the a four full, questions that are asked right? after the credits right. roll, the better. I want a full <laughs> 20 minute movie. After the credits, there's 20 more minutes. I want like 20 minutes after the credits that just go crazy. <laughs> it's like dreams within a dream within a dream of a cat. <laughs> and, and then it pulls out and, and it's, it's a kid shaking a snow globe of being a cat. And it's just like you just look into the cat's eye. Just the, and that's it. the snow globe is all cat hair. That's it's not it's not snow. It's Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it gets very meta after the credits. And it's like a twenty minute weird David Lynn short film after that. And he wakes up in a dream. He's in bed. He's at home. It's fine. Right. And he wakes up again. He's on Cat Island. Right. Just like, again. He's a cat. He's, this yeah. is all he's dreaming through the Running from Eddie. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. We gotta get Sean and Joy back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> what had just happened? So. All right. Uh, so if you want to uh, pitch your, the Cat Island movie in the franchise, uh, hit us up on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You can post it right there. Uh, considering how long the feedback should be, that's probably where you mainly want to go. Yeah. If, uh, you and can I'm also, not on Facebook and Twitter, so it's really the only place I can enjoy that it. You so. can enjoy it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So uh, you can also tweet us at Relevant Podcast. And, and if you want to mock up some of the movie posters and stuff, we are, we are, yeah. that would be great. Hashtag Cat Island. Cat scratch fever. Cat island. <laughs> yeah. Cat scratch fever. That's like the Saturday uh, night fever kind of oh, yeah. homage one. Yeah. A lot of d- dance battles and it's stuff. The light, playful. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I get that. Cat island fever. <laughs> that when you realize that uh, the cats were dead the whole time and Eddie can see ghosts. Right. Though, and that there are people there the whole time. There have always been people there. None of this has ever been true. This is all like a thing that create that I created. But because yeah, I'm crazy. There's nothing more. There's nothing right, more yeah. terrifying than than ghost cats, Jesse. Oh yeah, they, they were all ghosts. That's right. It's terrible. Yeah. That means they don't go away. Yeah, and you don't realize till the end of the movie, you're like, oh wait, none of the people were ever petting the cats, or the cats <laughs> never moved when they walked through the courtyard. They were. It was all just ghosts. Yeah, it it, it has a lot of sci-fi twists. A lot <laughs> of sci-fi twists. If Sharknado three taught us anything, yeah. yeah. If you happen to be able to write a jingle, maybe for it, you want to submit a. Jingle. You don't do a jingle for a movie. You do a theme song. Yeah, that's what I mean. If, if one song. of them. If one of them, like we were talking about the Nickelback thing, Eddie ends up in a tesseract trying to signal himself on Cat Island, that, that, that would be good, too. That you've used the word tesseract two shows in a row is a real feat. I'm really proud of you. Eddie wow. sucked into a black hole and has to signal to himself on Cat Island. Oh, it was him! Murph! Murph! <laughs> I apologize to people who tuned in to hear N.T. Wright on this week's podcast. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. We gave him his turn. Yeah, he, he had his time. We got to get back to Cat Island. <laughs> back to Cat Island. That's Yeah, the, yeah that's one of them. Um, okay, uh, many thanks to N.T. Wright for talking to us. Make sure to check out his new book, Simply Good News. And also thanks to Lucius. Go check out their debut album, Will the Woman, which is available now as well. It's great stuff. Hey, thanks to our sponsors. Over at squarespace.com, if you use promo code RELEVANT, you'll get 10% off your your first order over there. And remember, at harrys.com, if you use promo code RELEVANT, you'll get $5 off your first order. So, incredible deal. You should do that. 
if you want to see extracts from this week's episode or others, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash relevant. We'll also embed uh, some of the extracts on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those are... Uh, yeah. They're great. Yeah, they're fun. I like the subscribing thing. I never subscribed to a YouTube video. Yeah, they, they alert you when Chad posts a new one. It's like, yeah, hey, yeah. by the way, there's some more extracts. There it is. There you go. Yeah, I love it. It's almost like a pizza button. It just comes to you. <laughs> just give it's it like, to me. It could not be simpler. Yeah. What if you press it three times in a row, Eddie? What happens then? That's a crazy scenario. Though. Yeah. Can you can <laughs> yeah, you guys I mean, imagine? Let's walk down that together. You'd have three I mean, pizzas. So insane, man. It's so nuts. What a like, what if you just didn't know if it, you press the button? Mm. You got to press it. And three pizza guy comes. A classic. A classic. Classic Eddie podcast not, not, riff. Not one guy with three pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Three separate pizzas. No, guys. they don't have the logistics for that. Right. They just that keep sending hilarious. people. It's one uh, guy per pizza. Out the door, out the door, out uh, the door. Eddie. And they bump into each other in the driveway. They're like, what, what? are you, you doing here? What are you doing here? press the button more than once? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and what are we going to do? And then they go back and they got to tell the boss, and the boss is all frustrated. Ed, Eddie, Eddie's got his pizza, then he's like, looks out the blinds. What did I do? Yeah. <laughs> How did I get myself into this mess? <laughs> Classic, classic Eddie. It's like joke. when you had two blind dates on the same night. <laughs> classic I mean, Eddie. I didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> At the same restaurant? How are you going to pull this one off? <laughs> Good one, Eddie. Sorry, Sally. I got to use the restroom real quick. <laughs> hey, Jenny, having a great time. What do you mean, lipstick on my collar? Hang on. Yeah. I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> well, it's so wacky. Yeah. What's that other pizza guy doing here? I don't know. Probably for my roommate. Anyhow, can I tip on the I'll receipt? I'll what didn't happen. I sure didn't press the button three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic, Eddie. Oh, no, no, it's like that time you tried to hide the dog from the landlord. That was so zany. <laughs> Eddie just gets himself into like early 80s sitcom predicaments yeah. every yeah. week. Eddie's life is nothing but early 80s sitcom tropes. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's always a soft music moment at the end of the episode where he learns the moral of, of the story. Yeah, I sit yeah. down and Jesse has a nice chat with me. Yeah. It's, 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 like, it's like that summer you went to camp and had to had to battle it out in a sports tournament with the jocks from across the lake. That yeah. was funny. Yeah, that was Those hilarious. pranks really showed them. Or you went yeah. to the movie theater with a little kid on your shoulders and a giant trench coat to cover both of you, and you're like, one ticket to one R-rated movie, please. I am an adult. <laughs> and that is the duster he wears today on Cat Island. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Cat Island 15. <laughs> Yeah, Cat Island 15 is you as a child <laughs> sitting on the shoulder of your, your buddy yeah. taking on the cat. You thought yeah. you were going to an R-rated uh, ticket to an R-rated movie, but it was a ferry ticket. Yeah. And you couldn't see, so you got on the ferry to Cat Island, and you've lived there ever since. I tried your to get off of this no island. Your what became of you. Yeah. What do they know? You were too ashamed to go back because they found out you were going to an R-rated movie. <laughs> you decided just to live your life on Cat Island and not go back to the embarrassment. Yeah, and all their movies are R-rated too on Cat Island. They're oh, all, really? They all star adult Gar- Garfield. Oh, adult Garfield. <laughs> it's really oh, disturbing. Man. All right, well that'll do it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Big Cat Goffles. <laughs> Chad Michael Snavely. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. Uh, for Shauna and Joy, who want no part of this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, they're out. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Dude, that's how you break it in. That's how you break in a good leather jacket is a couple rounds of racquetball.